0: Bonjour, bonsoir, et bienvenue dans Le Rendez-vous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host, and at all time, your humble servant. A phone line, 855-905-8255, because this is a call-in show. You call me, and we talk about love, we talk about sex, we talk about relationships, and also you can reach out to me online at the website, derendezvousshow.com. Have you watched last week, last Tuesday, the first episodes of Seven Year Switch? Have you? I have. I love that show. I love all the FYI show. And uh, to be totally honest, I'm also now part of the FYI family with my short format TV show, In Bed with Simon, which also aired Tuesday night. Uh, If you haven't watched it, watch it too. So I have invited tonight one of the great hosts of FYI who co-hosts, actually, the show Seven Year Switch. His name is Charles J. Orlando. He's a love expert, a relationship expert, has wrote many books. And when I saw him last week co-hosting Seven Year Switch and having to deal with eight people, four different couples, if you haven't watched the show yet, who are okay with switching partners for an amount of time, enough to see what's going on in their own marriages. I mean, I thought Charles was great. And I invited him tonight to be with us on The Rendezvous. Stay tuned because I want to ask him many questions about Seven Year Switch. And I'll be with Charles Orlando coming back. You're listening to The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. And on The Rendezvous, we talk about love, we talk about sex, and we talk about relationships. And I have the privilege tonight to have Charles J. Orlando, the one and only, the best love expert uh, on FYI. Uh, He is the one uh, who also helps with Seven Year Switch, all those couples. Charles, bonjour and welcome to The Rendezvous.
1: Hello there, and thank you for having me. Great to be here.
0: Well, listen, it's my pleasure. You're one of the best, if not one of the very, very best in the country. Um, and, you know, I have now have this segment in bed with Simon on FYI. So I feel we're all part of the same family of FYI. You, me, Dr. Josepha Griffin, all try to promote love, romance and relationships, healthy relationships. Charles, I have, I have a question about seven-year switch. First of all, how would you explain what is switch therapy?
1: Well, switch therapy is a radical, new therapeutic approach to assisting couples who have already disconnected. Uh, One of the challenges that you have in any relationship once the honeymoon period has passed Mm -hmm. uh, is the potential for complacency uh, and people dropping back and not putting effort in. A lot of times people then seek out a marriage counselor uh, to try to get back on the road to get connected and get back to bliss with their partner. Uh, right. But when you, when you see a therapist once a week for 60 minutes and then you spend six days, 23 hours with your spouse reinforcing the same bad patterns, the same bad behavior, it's right. very difficult to change things. With switch therapy, what we do is we provide perspective that most people will never, ever get by removing them from their current marriage and pairing them up with someone who is going through something similar so they get the benefit of working with experts like Dr. Jessica and me hey, but and they you. also but they yes but they also get the benefit of connecting with a like-minded person who's also experiencing their own challenges in their own marriage and they help each other as well
0: and I've watched last week' episode. I watch every week episode uh, on, on FYI Seven Year Switch with you, Charles, uh, hosting it with Dr. Jessica. And you guys do a fabulous job, by the way. I have the the highest respect for both of you because you handle four different. I mean, four couples, eight people that suddenly switch are going to switch partners. Um, and 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 one thing came to my mind when I first I saw the first episode last week. How nervous were everybody? I mean, and how did you deal with this as a as a love expert and a host for them?
1: Uh, you mean the participants? who? Yes, who the participants. In that,
0: yeah, how nervous were they?
1: Well, it, I think it comes with uh, a lot of angst whenever you're going to leave your partner for any reason uh, and do something else, whether it's a business trip or whether it's going home to see your family for a while. This happens to be something that on a scale of 1 to 10 is probably a 12 when it comes to <laughs> stress. Uh, And yes, I I would say they were very nervous and concerned, uh, filled with angst, not only Uh about themselves, but whatever their partner was about to go through. I,
0: I totally understand. Stay with me, Charles. So more to come with Charles J. Orlando on The Rendezvous. You're listening to Simon Marcel on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. Tonight, we have Charles J. Orlando, the love expert, the host of Seven Year Switch, one of the two hosts. Welcome back, Charles, on The Rendezvous.
1: Thank you. Great to be Um,
0: here. You're most welcome. Uh, You wrote great books, The Problem with Women is Men, Volume 1, Plus, and 2nd. What's your latest book? What are you publishing these days?
1: Uh, Well, my third book came out last year. That's titled The Pact. Uh, but I'm very excited about my fourth, which comes out January 11th at Barnes & Noble at the Grove in Los Angeles for the launch event. It's uh-huh. titled don't, don't Date a Male Body Part That I Can't <laughs> Mention on the Air. Um, uh, don't, don't date a Richard. Here, we'll do it that way.
0: We get we get we get we get the drift. We get it. Okay, so that's coming up next week in Los Angeles at Barnes and Nobles. Uh, let's go back to seven year switch for a sec. Um, one of the couple, Kelsey and Justin, were very attracted to each other uh, on seven year switch uh, on FYI. And I want to ask you this, you were there, you were the whole production. How can you deal with attraction for someone outside of your relationship in a healthy way? Because when I looked at those two, I was I was worried, and I'm still worried.
1: Well, and I think that we all should be worried just based on what we saw. Uh, the truth of it is that when it comes to attraction, that you're always going to find other people attractive because we are human. We are driven by primal instincts, and that's normal. You know, we're not – you're married. You're not dead, okay? The question becomes your choices and what you do about it. And from what I could see, it looked a little dicey um, where you end up with people who are <laughs> – yeah not only attracted to each other, but they're starting to make that outward flirtation much more apparent than it should be if you're a married person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and stay with me, Charles. Uh, we're going to be right back with Charles J. Orlando. More to talk about seven-year switch with Simon and Charles. You're listening to The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five, 905 8255 And I'm chatting with Charles J. Orlando, who's one of the two co-hosts of 7 Year Switch. The other one is a wonderful Dr. Jessica. Charles, I saw the the, the first episode, the second. There is one thing I want to ask you, I mean, because I am more than concerned. And that's just not for the couple, Kelsey and Justin together and the drinking, but everybody who's in that situation. I mean, should couples, Charles, get drunk when they aren't together, or really, is that a recipe for disasters? Because my my instinct, you know, women have intuition, men have instinct. I really feel this this is this is going to be a dangerous place. You were there. What was your take then?
1: Well, I think the danger isn't that they were drinking; it's that they had promised their spouse they were going to not act that way. And if you can't keep your word with your spouse, you have bigger problems going on. And that's that's one of the benefits of switch therapy is that. Once you remove all the situation from it, all that's left is you and the way you feel about your relationship, and things play out in a very accelerated way. So if people end up acting the way they would have acted over the next number of weeks or months, uh, but they end up doing it in a very short amount of time, and that's what that's really one of the one of the most positive outcomes. Even though it doesn't look right, um, they are acting the way they're choosing to. It's just in a very in a in a condensed.
0: I, sorry, I disagree with you a little bit. I don't think the problem was so much that they promised not to drink. The problem is that to themselves they, to themselves first, they should know their limits, and they didn't. Because I don't think you have to promise like you promised to your parents at 16. Oh, dad, I'm not going to drink. The problem is you have a drinking problem, and you should not be drinking, period. I, that's where I have a little difference with you. I think I would have been – I would never ask somebody to promise me not to drink, if you can't, you know, control yourself, you have a problem. You know, it's it's that's how I see it. So I, get oh, your no, point. I think
1: we're saying that I think we're saying the same things. I think the challenge, though, comes with the boundaries that these couples had set prior to the experiment taking place. Right. Um, right. And so, yes, they should definitely know we I completely agree. They people it, need to know their own personal limits. Yes. Um, when it comes to the experiment itself. What really what we're really talking about here are the boundaries that they broke. Um, and I, I'm interested to see how this is going to go through the season.
0: Me too. I can't wait for the next uh, for the next episode of, of Seven Year Switch on FYI next week. You're listening to the rendezvous. I'm talking to Charles J Orlando, and I'm Simon, your host. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. I am privileged to talk with the one and only Charles J. Orlando, which is one of the two great co-hosts of the show Seven Year Switch on FYI. And I'm a member now also of FYI. I was in bed with Simon. Now, Charles, you wrote and you studied about men and women cheating. And I want to ask you this. Why do people cheat, Charles? Enlighten me. Enlighten us. Why do people cheat?
1: Well, ultimately, at the top of it, it is a very selfish decision Uh, They cheat because they choose to. But the reasons underneath that uh, are are very interesting. So just to explain a little bit better, Mm -hmm. people make choices, okay? And then their choices define their character and who they are. But when when you get underneath why they're doing it, the reasons are a little bit different. So I interviewed a 1,000 men and women, about 50-50 of each. And in speaking with uh, the women, 86% of them reported that they cheated mostly for emotional reasons. that there was a lack of emotional intimacy with their partner. They Mm -hmm. were unhappy in their relationship, and they wanted to reaffirm their own feelings of desirability. Mm -hmm. Whereas in speaking with the men, 82% of them uh, openly admitted to cheating largely for physical or sexual gratification, mostly without an emotional tie. They wanted to have sex or or sexual variety or options, Uh, or they were presented with an opportunity to have sex without immediately getting caught. Uh, or they wanted to get uh, they were curious and wanted the thrill of the chase. So, uh,
0: so Charles, that's a good point. Let me ask you this this follow-up question. What do you think is worse? cheating emotionally on somebody or cheating physically on your partner?
1: Cheating emotionally outweighs cheating physically uh, nine times out of ten. Not that they both aren't damaging and not that they both aren't betrayal, but you can you, you, there's some there's some understanding about what it what it feels like on the other side. Uh, when your partner finds out that you've cheated physically, that's it, it's not good, but it's it's something that's forgivable. Whereas an emotional affair has no physical connection. That's why cheating online is so dangerous um, and it's almost impossible for a couple to get past because you're not seeing them, you're not touching them, and you get nothing else except an intellectual and emotional investment so, and payoff
0: let me let me be let me be personal. Could you personally forgive if? Uh, someone cheated on you uh, just physically, or you think you could, you could forgive physically but not emotionally? You personally, Charles?
1: I, I could probably. I, so I, I would say out here I would never forgive anybody, but that's probably a lie. Um, <laughs> I could probably forgive physically, uh, but the emotional side I think would be a little bit tough to get past because you're giving a piece of the real you to somebody else. I mean, the mind is one thing. Uh, The body is something else. And if you're going to invest time and happiness and joy and build a relationship with someone emotionally, I don't know if I could get past that. Charles,
0: uh, stay with me because when we come back, I want to talk to you about why I think you can and you should forgive a cheater under certain conditions. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon talking with Charles Orlando listening to The Rendezvous, 855-905-8255. I'm Simon Marcel, your host, and have Charles J. Orlando with me. And in the last um, segment we had, Charles, you said something intriguing. You said that if it w- I ask you, do you personally would forgive uh, if somebody cheated on you, either physically or emotionally, and you end up saying, you know, I would not forgive at all, period. Um, and, and here's here's my take on this and maybe I come from a French romantic point of view, but I think forgiving is the ultimate proof of love. I think in families we forgive because this is unbreakable love. I think that if the person has cheated on you once, um, and there is reasons, and there is always reasons, and it's not a predator style of, of cheating, but just a one time, because like you said, maybe the woman was missing emotionally something, the man was missing something. Isn't it at the end, Charles, that the true love, the, the proof of true love that you can forgive once a cheater. And could you do it then?
1: Well, I, I definitely agree that forgiveness is definitely something you need to do. Otherwise, you walk around with resentment and contempt. But forgiveness is different than acceptance. And I think it's a two-stage approach to, to getting someplace uh, with, a, with a partner who's strayed outside of the relationship. So the the question would become, I get it, there's an explanation as to why they strayed, but there's no real reason. The reason is that they weren't telling you the truth. They didn't tell you why they were disconnected or why they were unhappy. If you have mm-hmm. something going on in a relationship where you are unhappy or disconnected or thinking about straying, you mm-hmm. have nothing left to lose to be honest with your partner and tell them straight, look, this is where my head's at and I want to maintain my honor here, but I'm unhappy. I don't want to do this this way anymore, and I'm thinking about having an affair. Now, is that an ugly conversation? Definitely, but at least everybody maintains their dignity and integrity, and you don't put somebody in a situation where you're saying, you know, I've already done this, so I'm not asking for permission anymore. Now, I'm just asking for you to forgive me. It, so, it Charles,
0: it you got to answer the question. Could you or not forgive a cheater?
1: I probably could after a certain amount of time um, because I would recognize my own accountability in whatever was happening in the disconnection. They well, still made the choice, but I, would, I'd be able to, I, I think I'd be able to talk that through.
0: I, I, I knew you would because you're a man of heart and you're a man of honesty and a man who, uh, who like me, promotes true love. Uh, Charles, stay with me. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Welcome back to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. I'm talking with Charles J. Orlando, one of the great co-hosts of Seven Year Switch and a great relationship expert and writer.
1: Thank you for having me. Great, and you know, I Simon, I, I watched you on on uh, FYI in bed with Simon, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> fantastic, right? I cannot believe not only what those couples are saying, but what you guys are talking about in the middle of a mall. So, um, you know, I mean, I think it's fantastic and I'm I'm thrilled that you're a part of the FYI family, uh, joining me with 7 year switch. So, uh, great to, great to be connected.
0: Thank you so much for, for you can listen. It's one, you know, there's a saying only in America. Well, we could also add only on FYI because really when I was sitting on that bed in the middle of the mall, people passing by, the couple and then this bed being the most intimate uh, furniture, piece of furniture. I've been in to have a conversation. I really recommend and new Charles too. Uh, if ever in that situation, it's a great place to have conversations. It really is, it worked for me. So thank you so much. And and Charles, we'll be watching you every week also because you want of you're, you're a great, great host on Seven Year Switch with Dr. Jessica, and you tell it like it is. You you give no breaks. I don't give no breaks either, but you you give no breaks <laughs> to the couple oh, of on t- Seven on Seven gotta- Year Switch.
1: You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till the season gets rolling. Like, I, I pull no punches.
0: Well, I, that's what I've learned from just the first two episodes. So thank you so much for joining The Rendezvous tonight. And we'll talk again soon. Uh, and, and and bonne chance with 7-Year Switch. I'm, you know, we're all part of the same family. Thank you so much, Charles.
1: Thank you.
0: You're listening to The Rendezvous. More to come at 855-905-8255. You're listening to the rendezvous with Simon 855-905-8255. We take your calls. We have Tracy on the line. Hey Tracy, what's up? Welcome to the rendezvous.
2: Bonjour Simon.
0: Bonjour, Tracy. Bienvenue.
2: Hello. I saw you last night on TV and I just want to let you know you look so handsome.
0: I oh <laughs> thank you.
2: I can't <laughs> wait more of you.
0: Yes, on FYI. And and it's tonight again. Uh, you know, between the 10 and 11 hours on FYI, in bed with Simon uh, every Tuesday. So thank you for for that, Tracy. Um, How can I help you? What's going on in your own life?
2: Well, unfortunately, I got way too tipsy last night, and I sent some really embarrassing text messages to this guy that I've been dating. and Mm -hmm. basically so embarrassing. I told him that I could see myself marrying him in one day, and I just feel... (laughs) like a total loser, and I can't believe that I did that. And the worst part is that he still hasn't responded at all, so I don't know what I should do. Like, should I call him and tell him I was a little drunk or, or what? I don't want him to think I'm like a clinger or something.
0: Just um, before I answer, Tracy, is that the first time that you go that far and quick when you, you know get tipsy or drunk, or is it really you know a habit of yours, or is it this only one time?
2: Well, it's the first time with this guy.
0: Okay, so you've done it with other guys, like in the past. You guys, you meet somebody, get a bit too tipsy, and then you know, you just reach out to uh, to a guy and said, you know, you can see yourself marrying the dude.
2: Well, I've never said those exact words before, but I think I get a little excited.
0: I see. Okay, so you're you're kind of a of a rusher, somebody who goes very fast. Listen, I mean, if I'm the guy, I really think you know I get scared. Okay, ninety nine percent of the time, that's why I ask you those questions. I would say this is not normal. This, you know, and so there is one thing great about what you did, is it was spontaneous. So you know, of course, it sounds like it's too fast, too rushed, and guys are afraid because they don't he doesn't know you. But here's what I would do uh i would not pretend it didn't happen i would say listen by the way uh i was tipsy tonight and i went you know i over uh i went a bit crazy and i would love to uh see you for coffee if nothing else uh if not i understand and it was great meeting you otherwise let's let's uh otherwise let's have coffee soon because if you ignore it now or if you stay in the silence i'm afraid you know he's never going to reach back to you so i would rather you do it tonight with a sense of humor. Because we all make mistakes, Tracy. I've made a hundred million mistakes. That's why maybe now I can do a show about it. Because I kind of made my own mistakes and I had to correct it. So reach out to him, say, listen, and don't say you're sorry. Just say, listen, I was a bit too tipsy. I was a bit too crazy. I'm a spontaneous person. But hey, don't worry. I'd love to to sit down for coffee. If not, I understand. And if so, I look forward to hearing you to hearing from you. Have you know, have a good evening. It was nice meeting you. That's it. Okay, and, and,
2: coffee and, doesn't sound bad. Thank you, Simon.
0: All right, please don't worry about it. Now, next time, not another time, right? One time, okay, two times I get mad at you.
2: Okay, one time only. <laughs> I'll give my phone to my friend next
0: time. Exactly. Keep the phone away from your fingers so that you don't do it again. Don't marry a stranger so fast, you know. You know <laughs> That's what your father would say. So, all right, good luck Thank to you, you. Simon. Au revoir. Au revoir, Tracy. Thanks for calling the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Call me. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel here. call show. So call me at 855-905-8255. Or you can email me at com, and it will get to me. Jill, a producer here. Jill, we have an email for me? What is it?
1: We do. Kristen from Chicago wrote to us. She okay. says she is 37 years old and there is a guy who is interested in her that is 29 years old. Mm-hmm. And she says she doesn't know if she should date him or not because of the age difference. What do you
0: think? Kristen, I think it comes down to the question of wanting to have children and how fast, right? Because you're 37, he's 28, 29. So the age is totally appropriate. It's not a big deal. The question is, you have the magic clock of life. Now, if you want to become a mom in the next, let's say, three to five years, and he doesn't want to be a dad in the next five years— Houston, you have a problem, right, Kristen? So the conversation has to be as honest and forward as possible about this. That's the only main problem with age difference. If, one is a bit, if, the, if the woman is a bit older, or much older, and she wants to be a mom, well, then, you know, she has to make sure this new man is on the same page. Now, Kristen... I assume that, but maybe you don't want to be a mom and that's okay too. And you just want to have a great true love, just you and him. And then I see no problem whatsoever. It's only a matter of telling it like it is. Or you may say, Simon, I want to adapt. I want to adopt later. And that conversation is also over because then you have all the time in the world. So Kristen, give it a chance. But the earliest to have the conversation about if yes or no, you want to have kids naturally in the next five years, the healthier, the beginning, the middle, and the long relationship I wish you will be. Coming up next on The Rendezvous, I want to talk about a celebrity couple you've all heard about who would, let's say, have a little bit of an age difference, to say the least. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Call-in show. Call me, 855-905-8255. Or go to our webpage, therendezvousshow.com, come comment chime in, and uh, ask any questions. That's what I'm here for. Talking about age difference in a relationship. and Maybe you're in that situation. Um, we just talked about this email uh, in the last segment where... Um, a woman wanted to know if she was okay. She was 37, he was 28. Was it okay to date him and, and everything else? It made me think of the case right now, the, the celebrities, the very beautiful Jennifer Lopez and the very handsome Drake. Now, Jennifer Lopez is 47 years old and he is 30. 17 years of age difference. Now, uh, my parents have almost the same age difference. My father is older by 16 years and a half of my mother's, they've been together for 52 years, so I was raised by a wonderful couple. My parents have been together um, for all these years uh, and 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 still going strong. So I believe age difference can work totally if you have the same objectives, and the the number one objective is the question of having kids or not. Uh, you remember Demi Moore was dating this also very handsome a man, Ashton Koster. And um, it didn't end well because I know he wanted to have kids of his own. And I know he loved her kids and Bruce Willis' kids, but, you know, he moved on. And and now he's a father and we're happy for him. But when you date, when you're a woman and you date a younger man, never escape that number one and key question. Do I want to have kids with him? And is having kids the priority of my life now? If that's the case, talk about it Almost on the second or third date, or you end, or you're going to end up in a disaster later on because you can't waste time. If you don't want kids, then it's not a question. Age difference is great when things are said, with no unspoken. There is always a place for true love. Age difference can work wonderfully. My parents are living proof. You're listening to the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. You're listening to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. 855-905-8255 855-905-8255 to talk love, sex, and relationship with me. We've got Brent on the line. Brent, bonjour. What's going on?
3: Hey, Simon. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. I've uh, been talking to this woman at my gym, and, uh, wow. you know, we've been just kind of casually talking for a while, but then I asked her out, and she kind of basically said that she doesn't really see me that way, and... uh I was kind of disappointed because it seemed like it was kind of getting friendlier and all that. And I don't know what is like the procedure or the amount of time before I might ask her again, or what else could I do before I ask her again? You know, I don't want to be like that idiot guy that, that can't take no for an answer, but I thought it was going somewhere in there. or somewhere, something I should look for or some things I should do to try to help maybe get there to where she can see me like that guy.
0: Um, you have to respect the time and you have to respect her answer, right, Brent? Because there is no magic formula or romantic formula than once a woman has said, you know, I don't see you romantically, now uh, can reverse a, a state of mind in 24 hours or 48 hours. So I would like you to think about it and say, okay, um, only time can change that and being a good friend. Because I think that of a month, six months, maybe even a year, um, the friendship can sometimes evolve to romance again uh, if you give her the boundaries and the respect she deserves. I, I, I don't believe that um, sending a hundred flowers to roses tomorrow would change her mind. Once a woman says what she said to you means not now at least right. Um, so why don't we do this? Brent? Why don't you just you know sell us uh, you stay friends, you continue the conversation, but you don't engage. Uh, In things that makes you uncomfortable, which is play friend when you don't want to be friend. Because if you don't want to be her friend, you can also have the right to say, listen, you know, to just see her less and live your life and respect the distance. That's your best friend, the distance. She may miss you. She may start by saying, you know, hey, Brent, where is he? He's not as close to me as he was before. Maybe I should revisit my thinking. So you want to give her time to change her mind. And I mean months or maybe a year, okay? So no rush, no sudden romantic move, no singing and and playing the guitar tomorrow morning at the gym. You know, I love you so much. You know, all I need is love, and that tune will not work. But I think that don't play friend if you want to, If you don't want to be friend, uh, play it naturally. Don't be the guy who also gets humiliated by pretending, you know, he uh, is okay being friend. You don't want to be friend. Listen, you know, you would you be polite, you be cool, and you respect her wish. It's okay, too. Does it make sense?
3: That, yeah, because I was thinking, you know, hopefully just kind of be polite, wait it out, so to speak, and just kind of yeah. keep it on that casual level that it kind of was all along. Yes, And kind and, of wait for uh, her to come back around and say that maybe it's Exactly.
0: Be a li- I've been in your shoes t- so many times. So <laughs> I've made all the mistakes, and I've learned from them. And now I know. When a woman says, you know, I don't see you like that right now, or, I don't see you like that, it means she really means it. And you got to give her space, distance, and respect of her wish. And then one day she may change her mind, but only by missing you, not by overdoing it or, or you know, over romanticize. Uh, the the meeting at the gym. Okay? Right. Yep. All right, then. Well, thanks for calling The Rendezvous and, and bonne chance. Good good luck to you, Brent. Thank you so much, Simon. You're welcome. Have a good, night. good 855-905-8255. night. 855-905-8255. Listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Back to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. What a great night on The Rendezvous where we had a chance to, uh, to talk to Charles J. Orlando, the uh, co-host of Seven Year Switch, part of the FYI and I'm part of that family with uh, in bed with Simon don't miss it every Tuesday night uh where I talk to real couples on uh, on a bed in the middle of a mall about questions that I ask you here on the rendezvous but maybe you also ask yourselves we all ask ourselves those questions about relationships love and and intimacy and so on so this is just a unique setup in discovering the power of of a bed to talk, and not just to make love. It's fascinating. You don't want to miss In Bed with Simon on FYI. Um, The Rendezvous continues. Uh, You can always uh, reach out to us on our webpage and website, therendezvousshow.com. And I will be back. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. And as I always say, bonsoir, bonne nuit, and good night. The
3: Rendezvous.